Welcome to the Thriving Academics Podcast. I'm Olya Talman, a professor and certified coach, and I share insights on how to create your best work and live your best life. If you want to go from surviving to thriving without sacrificing what's important to you, then listen on to find out how. Hello, my friends. In this episode, I'd like to highlight the importance of enjoying simple things and celebrating small wins. So for academics, big achievements and milestones are usually very far in between. And we're used to relying on external cues to tell us that we're going in the right direction or that we're doing a good job. So be it publications, grants, promotions, student evaluations, all the big milestones are pretty much externally focused. So today I want to offer you a way to make it easier to keep up the motivation when all of our big achievements seem to be far in between. So academic career is pretty unique in a way that our big milestones can be spaced widely. Big achievements really do come infrequently. Some of you work on projects that won't yield results or if any results, if at all, for at least a year or more. And some of you are working on papers that take several years to complete. And even then, the ultimate outcome of these projects is dependent on external evaluation. PhD dissertations can take a long time to complete. Research projects take years. Grants take months to write. And terms and semesters can be several months long. So it's really a marathon compared to some other professions in which the cadence of work and outcome is much shorter. And also to add to that, the academic profession is designed to be pretty critical. So questioning having skepticism, criticism can really create an atmosphere that sometimes can be pretty negative and unrewarding. It can seem that no matter how much you work, there's always going to be criticism. And so you write and submit a paper or a grant, then the work will have to be reviewed by some other people and evaluated. And these evaluations are typically negative, lots of rejections, very few acceptances. But on the other hand, that's how science is supposed to work. So we propose theories so that they can be replaced with other better theories. But the process can be really dreadful if we don't manage it well. So we can really get to a stage where we're burnt out and we don't have motivation anymore. And that can really hamper our creativity, innovation, and subsequently effort. And of course, not to mention that the quality of a life of an academic also can be colored by the burnout and uh, lack of motivation. So good things are infrequent, and we think that good things typically come from external acceptance and validation. So what I want to offer you today is that there is another way to think about it. And it's actually really important because these long periods of time that it takes to get milestones and achievements combined with the external evaluation, which is typically more negative than positive, can really add up to 
high stress, anxiety, burnout, apathy, disillusionment, and lots of physical and mental unwellness. So being constantly or for a prolonged period of time in a state of not enoughness, pressure and dissatisfaction can really add up to pretty miserable experience, not to mention it's not good for you. So there is this book called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan. I highly recommend the book on this topic. Um, And the premise of the book is that most people live in the gap. And especially for academics, most high achieving people tend to be in the gap rather than being in the gain. So being in the gap means always focusing on things that are missing or things that haven't been achieved while ignoring the gains that were actually made in the pursuit of the goal. So being in the gap more than being in the gain can be very draining. So many high achievers think that only big milestones are worth celebrating. So they ignore smaller wins or the brain just forgets about them uh, in favor of negative feedback because that's based toward paying more attention to things that might represent danger. So high achievers withhold any praise or sense of accomplishment until they get to the big goal. And then when they get to the big goal, they actually immediately turn to the next big goal and don't really celebrate the achievement that they got. So they just move on to another gap state, focusing on the next goal. So not only they withhold celebrations until the goal attainment has been achieved, but when they actually achieve the goal, they don't even celebrate the achievement and immediately focus on what's ha- what hasn't been achieved yet. Can you relate to this? Have you ever said to yourself after achieving a big goal, yes, this is great, but, and go on to list the things that you still need to do? When I was a pre-doctoral candidate, when I was applying to PhD programs, I really thought being in a PhD program would be great. But then as soon as I started the program, then the next thought was that, you know, it'll be really great to be a PhD candidate. So as soon as I was a PhD candidate, I thought it would be great to get this degree. As soon as I got the degree, then I thought it'd be really great if I had a job. So once I had the job, then I started thinking about tenure and promotion as the next goal. So after tenure, the process goes on and on. So when I talk to tenured colleagues, the next thing for them in their mind is to get to editorial positions and then get full professorship. And that's a long time to be in the gap and always be thinking that you're still not there yet. There's still something to be done. So there's one example in the book um, by Dan Sullivan that I just mentioned of Olympic skier Dan Jensen. So he was one of the best speed skaters in the world. And back in 1984, he was only 16 when he competed in the Winter Olympics and he nearly won a medal. 
It was very close, but not quite um, to the pedestal. Then for the next 10 years, he tried to compete and win the gold, but experienced a lot of hardships. So in 1994, he decided to try one final time competing, but he did not do well in his best events. So with only one race remaining, the 1000 meter sprint, which was not even his best event, he decided to shift his perspective and decided that he's going to approach this final race without really feeling, instead of feeling down about his chances, he decided to approach it by celebrating everything he had achieved and accomplished during his career. And he decided to feel gratitude towards his coaches, toward all the opportunities to visit places, meet people, and all the joy that he got from skating. So he decided to dedicate his final race to gratitude and celebration of the things that he loves to do most. And this race turned out to be his best run in his career. So he won the race, and not only he won the race, but he broke a world record. So I wanted to tell you, retell this story because it illustrates the power of a mindset in the gain. So I invite you to be in the gain mindset more. So one way to do this is through celebrating small intermediate wins. And the reason to celebrate the small wins is because that's basically how our brain works. Our brains are always deciding what we want to continue doing and what we should stop doing. So if we reward ourselves for the things we want to keep doing, then our brains will cooperate. Brains will cooperate at the hormonal level. So there is this one group of hormones. We have a lot of hormones in our bodies. And this one group of hormones that are you probably heard about them is the feel good hormones because they um, they create happy feeling and they're considered neurotransmitters. Basically, they carry messages across the spaces between the nerve cells, and basically, the brain learns what feels good, what should be repeated, and what doesn't feel good. So there are four feel-good hormones, dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, and oxytocin. Among the four hormones, I will focus on the dopamine to make my point here. So dopamine is a neurotransmitter produced by hypothalamus. It's a small region of the brain that helps you feel pleasure. And This neurotransmitter is very important. It plays a very important part in your reward system. So that means that your brain releases dopamine when you do things that feel good or pleasurable or when you complete a task. Um, So dopamine helps with motivation. When we have a healthy level of dopamine, then we have the drive to seek and repeat pleasurable activities. 
and but low levels can have adverse physical and psychological impact. So when our brains have a healthy level of dopamine, we feel good and we have um, and our motivation increases. So to boost dopamine, you can complete simple tasks that make you feel good or set a goal that can be easily achieved. Even the simple fact of even approaching a reward stimulates these neurotransmitters. So um, this explains why certain people, when they see the finish line at the end of a race, it actually activates dopamine and then get they, they get a boost of energy and motivation. This also explains why people can spend hours playing video games, no matter how difficult the tasks and how frustrating the challenges can be. Game makers are sure to include intermediate rewards that release dopamine and encourage you to keep going for another shot of dopamine. So that explains why, you know, sometimes they seem a kid being frustrated and yet um, they are not able to step away because there is this intermediate small rewards along the way that releases dopamine. And the same can be said about social media. So there are intermediate rewards um, that release dopamine, encourage you to keep going, to keep scrolling. So we need to pay attention to these small intermediate rewards to ensure that we keep the motivation going. So this is even at, at the physical brain level, it's important. We want to reward what we want to continue doing. So if you go for a long period of time, you're working hard and you're not acknowledging your hard work along the way and you're waiting for the big milestone to hit so you can celebrate, it's no wonder it's a recipe for burnout because there's an absence of intermediate celebration and communication to your brain that this is the activity that we would like to engage on a daily basis because it's rewarding. So without this acknowledgement of intermediate wins, we start losing motivation and we do not encourage ourselves to keep going um, at the things that really at the actions that add up to these big goals. So learning to provide internal rewards, internal intermediate, smaller rewards is going to be really important to maintain a sustainable academic career. So instead of waiting for external rewards that, you know, that come in frequently, it's crucial to get in the habit of rewarding ourselves on a daily basis to stay in the long haul of academic career. So what are some of the ways to do that? Some of the things that you could do is really gamify your life. So basically, you want to give yourself intermediate rewards for accomplishing intermediate milestones. So you want to give a signal to your brain that this activity that we just did and this small goal that we have just accomplished is a good thing and that we want to keep doing it and repeating this activity because it it is part of the process that will get you to our bigger goals. So one way to do it would be, you know, say actually a good job to ourselves. 
Have you ever observed how you talk to yourself? Um, are you only saying negative things? Or are you also in the habit of saying positive things? Almost like telling a kid that, you know, they are doing a good job for the smallest things. Are you also telling yourself a good job for the things that you are accomplishing on a daily basis? Another one would be when you are celebrating small wins, you probably also want to market it with physical movement. So that brings attention to your brain that this is an important thing. So you could be clapping or you could stretch or even opening your arms or, you know, dancing, jumping, getting some pom-poms to cheer yourself up. It's going to be an important signal for your brain to note that this is an important thing to pay attention to. Another one would be, you know, if you like shopping, maybe buying a small token gift or put on a happy song, take a moment um, and enjoy music, maybe go out for a walk and think how awesome you are. Um, And also you can uh, have a win buddy. So you text each other small wins on, on on a daily basis. So how small is a small win? I would really look at it at as small as you can, you know, manage. For example, showing up at your desk and opening a computer when you said you would. So if you scheduled your work time and you actually showed up at your desk on time, even if you don't do anything afterwards, celebrate the fact that you showed up at your desk when you said you would. Because what's going to happen next time is subconsciously, your brain will resist less to sitting at your desk. Because you know what happened last time when we sat at at our desk, we celebrated, we were happy. So your brain is more likely to provide less resistance to the next time you sit down. When you complete a small task, no matter how small, so you know, you sat down at your desk, you opened the computer, you're like, good job, like I opened the computer. Uh, What's next? Okay, so I can open a file, you know, open the file, congratulate yourself. Amazing. You know, I opened the file. And you I mean, I know it sounds probably kind of ridiculous. But trust me on this, it just all adds up. The smallest wins the smallest celebrations really changed your chemical, your chemistry in your brain that to a degree that you just, you know, get the stuff done. There's less resistance um, to getting stuff done and you feel good. You know, when dopamine hits your brain, it feels good. Hence, it's, you know, called the feel good hormone. Um, Another one would be Getting up on time when you said you would. Hey, I didn't hit a snooze button, you know, yay me. Um, And then celebrating, you know, as small as, let's say, like a kid doesn't want to eat vegetables, right? But if a kid licks a broccoli, it's a win. So it's kind of like, yeah, you didn't eat the vegetable, but at least, you know, licking a broccoli is, is, is a step toward the right direction. So... Really, the the wins can be as small as you know as that, 
but it's going to all add up. So it's really important. Another thing that also works well is at the end of each day, really kind of when you're looking over what has, you know, how the, the day has transpired, asking yourself, okay, what went well today? Our brains are wired to scan and notice what went wrong. So we have this negative bias, but it's going to be really important to notice deliberately what is going well now. So again, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It can be the smallest things. What went well today? Another thing that you can also do is ask yourself, what are you grateful for? Even briefly thinking about things that you're grateful for can really change your perspective. So um, because our brains are always, you know, biased negatively because for a good reason, because it's always like tuned in, scanning for any kind of potential dangers, it's also needs a direction to think about things that are going well and things that are actually enjoyable now. So smallest things like, you know, now it's fall season, the colors of fall season, the sunshine, the crisp air, harvest season, all of those things that you're grateful for and deliberately noticing can really help with with the dopamine levels in your brain. So I invite you to spend more time in the gain, celebrate the smallest of wins and build appreciation for all the things that you're doing. A long journey consists of small steps. So let's enjoy and acknowledge each step so we can stay motivated and feel joy every step of the way. Okay, so that's all I have for you today. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and If you are not getting my emails with invitations to different workshops and coaching sessions, come on over to womenfaculty.com and sign up. Have a beautiful rest of the day. Until next time, create your best work and live your best life. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about all the things we talked about, check out womenfaculty.com where we take these concepts and apply them. Come join us and do your best work and live your best life.